untreated trauma is really should be the number one public safety issue because what spurs and stems from that um high, is what, high five right now yes <laughs> what, what, yeah. oh i missed my camera yeah. oh gotcha <laughs> <laughs> where is it where are you yeah, yeah. what what Ten. what's <laughs> yeah, right what yeah. what spurs and spins off of that is what we see in our unhealthy ways of of um you know just living and being and and you know uh, communicating and, and dealing with other people. Yes. So, so much. I mean, it's just everywhere and it really, you know, I mean, so a couple of things on that too. Again, it's, it's that separation from love, you know, it's that separation from self-love, you know, not knowing how to love the self, not knowing how to love each other in healthy ways, you know, where the Ill- illness, you know, kind of seeps in. And we humans, you know, have just been abusive to each other, you know, whether it's in family dynamics, so many little things too, that we learn to do. We just have to heal it. That's all. I mean, in, it's in the isms, all the, you know, all the social ills, the, you know, that we have that are just so out of, I mean, even if they're small, they're out of hand, but, you know, um, our, we, we really, really need to be learning new ways to treat ourselves and treat each other. Sean Dustin spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. Upon release in 2006, he had nothing but the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and legal paperwork. In 2010, he kicked a long-time methamphetamine habit and started the long climb back up the ladder of life. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast if you want transparency and authenticity you're in the right place this is the nowhere to go but up podcast and this is sean dustin Hello, what's up? This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and I am your host, Sean Dustin. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. It's good to have you with us this evening. Uh, if you're getting any value out of what I'm doing, do me a favor and hit that subscribe button on the uh, YouTube channel and thumbs the video up. Uh, if you're on Facebook, go ahead and share and like this. And if you're on the podcast platforms listening, which this will publish tomorrow, uh, do me a favor, subscribe, rate or review if you're on iTunes, uh, subscribe at all if you're on, you're on any of these uh, platforms. I'm on all of them. Uh, that helps my listenership grow and it actually helps me get to be more visible on the podcast platforms themselves. Uh, if you like the um, the StreamYard, uh, how is this called? app that I'm using, do me a favor and use this link if you want to use it and check it out. It's free. Uh, There is a free version. Uh, If you use that link, when you do decide to upgrade to the paid version, which will allow you to stream to three locations at one time, uh, a lot of other um, pluses to this uh, streaming app. Uh, use that. And when you do decide to get the paid version, you'll get a $10 discount and I will actually get some money as well. And that will help the show. If you like to support the show in any other way, monetarily, um, or follow me on social media, you can do that by going to my link tree 
right there. But everything that I have and all of the links for my guest and myself will be available in the description or the show notes, whichever one. Uh, so my guest this evening is Morgan Denae, and she is a, a, uh, uh, God, I'm horrible at this sometimes. She just told me and I just forgot. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, a core specialist, I know that, and uh, we'll let we'll let her tell tell you guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. That's what happens in a live show. It's Mercury retrograde too. Everybody <laughs> could probably relate on some level. We just have to laugh, you know. It's all okay. <laughs> right. Right. So, anyways, hi Morgan. How are you? Happy I'm good. Friday. Thank you. Happy Friday to you too. New moon, so- new moon energy we're in since as of yesterday too. Don't know a whole lot about that, but maybe you can explain it. Why don't you tell everybody what I what I screwed up and and and, and what you do? <laughs> okay, well, um, you know, it's kind of it's there's a lot to say in it. I'll I'll it's I basically have an interdisciplinary approach and uh, kind of meet people where they're at with what I offer. So I'm a recovery coach, a dance therapist, and a core specialist. So um, basically, I, I specialize with. Uh, through dance and through core healing. And um, I have a mind body spirit approach and I'm also a mental health advocate. So I work in, in very much with the body. And we were talking about using that word somatic, basically somatic recovery coach. And people don't always aren't familiar with that term so much. So basically somatic really has to do with working with the, uh, the body with uh, the intelligence of the body and how our body um, holds our stories. It holds our emotions. It reflects, and our body talks to us. You know, it gives us signs when it, it we're needing to pay attention to um, healing ourselves and um, in whatever way we need to to pay attention. Yeah, it sounds an, an awful lot like there's a book out there called "The Body Keeps the Score." Uh huh. Yeah, I've heard sort of, of that. Sort of the same. Sort of the same concept. Yeah. Same. Same general idea. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we had had a conversation, uh, probably almost two weeks ago to a month and we had a really good conversation. Actually, we Mm -hmm. talked for about Mm -hmm. an hour on the phone. Sometimes I don't like to do that because I feel like I waste the, the the good, (laughs) the good content and the good conversation on the pre stuff. And by by the time my guest gets here, I'm like, all right, what do we talk about? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so do you deal with mostly, uh, uh, do you service mostly women or do you do both? Well, I, I do specialize with women. Um, and you know, at this time with a lot of what I'm doing, it's, it's, you know, I'm really, am focused with women, but it's interesting because I mean, I, I am 53 and I have been in the realm of doing healing work for, you know, over 25 years and I've just kind of been continuing to evolve. So, um, I have worked with men, a lot in families, you know, as well. But I've always done a lot of specialized work with women. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'll say that, yes, I am focused with women and also say that um, as things open up and I'm doing more work with the um, in groups, with the dance work, with the dance therapy work in supporting mental health and really working with, I work with divine feminine energy and that's kind of something else to kind of go into more, but that's, that's healing energy for all of us. And um, 
I'll just put it out there since we're talking about it. I mean, you're asking me too. I, I have done work in co-ed groups with the dance movement. And I, I think that, that that's, that's something I would like to um, eventually be offering as well in co-ed. So if I've worked with some, a few men in the capacity of what I'm doing here and there, those kind of who come through, who were kind of called to the work. Um, okay. So, you know, yeah. And so are are you doing a lot of this um, since we are in the situation that we're in, you know, California is in, I think the purple, I guess still, and you're in, you're in California as well, down in Southern Cal. Um, mm-hmm. Are you working um, via zoom or virtual or are you, um, doing one-on-ones or like, how is that working out for you? Yeah. So, so I, um, came, I landed safely in California, um, and got settled just before the pandemic hit. And so, um, you know, it was really clear that, uh, you know, I tried, I wanted to do some outdoor stuff at the time, you know, here and there, but it was like, no, you know, as things kind of went on, I thought, oh, maybe I can start to offer some of that, but I'm, I'm really keeping everything virtual at this time. Um, and basically just taking that as an opportunity to just really focus on developing my virtual platform, which was always an element of what I did anyway. And I've been doing one-on-one work through Zoom since like 2013. So that was already, you know, in place. Um, but really started to just move into more group stuff online um, through Zoom and eCourse stuff in about 2018, 2019. Um, So I'm just starting a new kind of building a new round of some virtual classes as well. Um, So yes, everything right now is, is virtual for the times. And I really look forward to being able to do work with people in person as well, you know, offer workshops and classes as well as sessions and outdoor stuff, you know, for now, just, yeah. yeah, Accepting. Yeah. I had somebody do give me a uh, Reiki, um, a Reiki session uh, not too long ago. That was Mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Love to hear about that. (laughs) So, Let's let's talk a little bit about your past and what got you into this. Um, you know, you you ha- you focus heavily on on trauma, and I when I read your your literature and you know some of the the bio stuff that you gave me, trauma came up a lot in in your um, in your wording. So, what if you don't mind me asking, what uh, what kind of trauma did you uh, suffer? If you want to. Um, expand on that if it's not too intrusive. No, that's fine. I mean, basically, I mean, I tell my recovery story, you know, and depending on who I'm speaking with, I share what needs to be, you know, shared in the story. Um, And so basically I'll start by saying, um, you know, the the foundation that I work from and this was where I started to get my healing um, was really recognizing that, you know, basically on this planet, we've all been impacted by a fear-based reality. So that in itself, you know, any separation from the self separation from, and I speak from the place of a sense of being connected to love to um, a, a divine source, you know, that is right there, you know, not being taught how to love ourselves. That's a trauma right there, you know, because we, we really, 
that separation from self, from our essence is, is, is a painful thing, you know, and some of us are more, we're kind of more uh, jolted into that experience at a young age, recognizing that, you know, everybody's had, has their own family story and, you know, how trauma has or has not affected them in those dynamics too. Um, so with my story, you know, I um, basically some of the trauma had to do with, you know, mental, emotional abuse and sexual abuse. Um, and, you know, I grew up in a very affectionate, loving, artistic, very talented and, you know, um, family in, with many beautiful things. And like so many families, there was also illness. You know, there was also the illness, you could say, you know, which is in that this dynamic showed up in terms of, um, you know, some mental illness, addiction, um, emotional, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, you know, things like that. So there were, you know, the good and the bad, so to speak, you know, and so, um, and then, you know, child's childhood experiences of also sexual abuse, you know, other strangers, you know, when, when that wound is there, you know, it can, it can draw that. So, so I'm yeah, gonna, I'm a lot of pain. Real quick right there. And, and not, and not, and like I said, not to get too intrusive, but when you, when you talk about sexual abuse, um, are you, are you talking about like the kind of stuff that happens when you're, you know, your kids and you're playing doctor or is it something that happened? Uh, more? Well, I don't really go necessarily go through all the details of what I walked through. Um, I mean, not, but... not the, not the details. I don't, I don't want the details, but what I, what I mean is, is that, you know, you have that kids do what kids do. You know what I mean? When they're I'm not talking when... about kids, okay, okay. I'm, I'm talking about adults and power okay. dynamics abuse. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to, clar- wanted to clarify yeah. because there is, there is a difference there. Well, and, and that's a good thing to bring up in that if any child speaks about having an experience or anybody speaks about having an experience of being abused, it's really important that that person's perspective and experience never be diminished. Mm-hmm. It's really important to honor whatever their, whatever the impact was on them because what can happen with children doing that when there's a power dynamic still abuse is abuse when there's a power dynamic has to do with that as well. And, and non-consensual for one thing consensual, but also when children are abused, a lot of the time they act out sexually. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing there's, there's, you know, um, children might have, you know, experimentation or whatever, things like that, whatever, you know, but abuse is a whole other kind of, Thing and and there are a lot of layers. So I'm not a child sexual abuse expert that talks widely on all the nuances, but I can definitely say that there is an element of uh, there's a lot of acting out that can happen when children are sexually abused. How they behave with each other. It can also be bullying. It can be you know all kinds of things. You know. 
Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. It uh, it manifests itself in a lot of different ways. Yeah, you know, you know it does. be it hypersexual activity um, when they are, are older. If if something happened when, let's just say, they were in their teens, as they progress into adulthood, and yeah. you know, in their twenties and thirties. Um, it, it shows itself in almost like recreating the trauma in, in certain aspects of it. Yeah. And it, it really is sad. And I talk about this a lot. We talked about this too, is that untreated trauma is really should be the number one public safety issue because what spurs yes. and stems yeah. from that. Um, high, is what, high five right now. Yes. What, what's, yeah. Oh, I missed my camera. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. What spurs and spins off of that is what we see in our unhealthy ways of, of, um, you know, just living and being and, and, you know, uh, communicating and, and dealing with other people. Yes. So, so much. I mean, it's just everywhere and it really, you know, I mean, so a couple of things on that too. Um, you know, again, it's, it's that separation from love, you know, it's that separation from self-love, you know, not knowing how to love the self, not knowing how to love each other in healthy ways, you know, where the illness, you know, kind of seeps in and we humans, you know, have just been abusive to each other, you know, whether it's in family dynamics, so many little things too, that we learn to do. We just have to heal it. That's all. I mean, in, it's in the isms, all the, you know, all the social ills, the, you know, that we have that are just so out of, I mean, even if they're small, they're out of hand, but, you know, um, our, we, we really, really need to be learning new ways to treat ourselves and treat each other that are loving, but we have to do the healing process, you know, and, and there was something that the, I think that we had a glitch there for a second. I, yeah, so, um, yeah. But, um, but, you know, just to also go back to what your, your point, you know, we were talking about kind of the promiscuity of, you know, acting out from the trauma of sexual abuse um, there, you know, and I, I don't know if I missed you saying it too, but the other side of that coin can be sh- com- completely shutting down to not even being connected, um, not being open at all sexually as well, you know, um, and needing to. It, these are all coping mechanisms, though, both extremes, you know, both extremes. Um, so what is the middle ground for each individual? Every, everybody's different, you know, in finding their own balance. Um, and people can be the thing is with trauma, too. You know, we shut down and we numb, we numb out. Right. So you can be acting out and doing all this stuff, you know, but you're not really in your body. You're not really present. And that's where we come back to the somatic. And then again, you can be shutting down and just be like cold and not wanting you know, being completely disgusted by, uh, by sex or completely feeling really ugly and really unattractive, you know, and these are all just extreme coping mechanisms. They have their purpose and their value. So you don't just strip that away from somebody, all the coping mechanisms, they've all had their purpose. So the healing process is learning new ways, you know, substituting with new ways that are, that are healing for it, the, each person feels safe with, you know, they have to be, it feels like that they're open to that, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, in my, my, 
Oh, we got a, a comment. Maria, my friend Maria Daniels, oh, cool. who I, I host a, uh, actually we work together on a project called Indie Pods United. And we also do a clubhouse, uh, uh, Q&A and intro on Wednesdays now that we just started that. Oh, so cool. about podcasting cool. and stuff like that. So hi, Maria. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're, I love the support and she actually just gave me an awesome review on iTunes and uh, I have nice. to return the, I have to return the favor. I <laughs> I uh I'm bad at that. I'm not very good at that. So, I have to make sure that I do. <laughs> support um, each other. Yep, yep, absolutely. So, to kind of piggyback off of what you were saying, um there is I was talking to somebody earlier today and so much of what we do and the the dysfunctionality of what we, you know, were a part of or experienced, um, when we were younger has to do with that, um, that shadow underlayer of our subconscious mm-hmm. and, and not, you know, just doing things that we don't even realize that we're doing. And it just sort of happens. Um, I gave an example of, you know, for myself, uh, self sabotage used to be really, really prevalent in my life. And like every time, yeah, every time things would be going good and it was like, all right, all right, you know, am I finally going to break through? And then all of a sudden I'd burn the house down yeah. and, or my own house, you know, whatever it is. Right. Was, <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> not way, somebody, right? not somebody yeah. else's house. I'd burn my <laughs> own internal yeah. house down or whatever it is that I had going a good job. I'd blow it. I go back to using drugs. I would do whatever. Yeah. And when I started taking a deeper look into that, um, it, when I grew up in, uh, uh, an abusive, um, uh, verbally abusive and mentally abusive. Um, I, I can't, I can't say that I saw any physical abuse, but I've been told that there was, but I never saw it. So, um, I don't, I can't speak on that, but Mm -hmm. what I can speak on is that there was a lot of chaos that was going on in, in my house at that time. Mm -hmm. And so I think just subconsciously, I got so used to being in chaos that whenever I would go into calm periods in my life, I didn't know what to do with it. You know what I mean? It's like, I was just constantly trying to recreate the trauma. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the chaos because I know how to operate when things are going, you know, when there's yelling everywhere, when there's this or that. And even in my own relationships, I find that I'll start arguments for no reason. Mm. Yeah. And to kind of um I, I don't know. I don't know why I do it, but I can only imagine that that has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and it, it's all, you know, it's all a process and it's layer by layer and, and you can, you can heal that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all just a process, you know? So walk me through what, what you would do. Um, and then talk a little bit about the dance element of that, because that's something that's a little different. I, I don't, I've never heard anybody, uh, have a, a dance, um, sort of element and expression to what they do. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to say also quickly, I don't know why my face looks bright orange, but it does. <laughs> does it look bright orange to you? I don't know. It, it didn't before I came on, but for whatever reason, I look like I have a very nice sunburn. So for whatever reason. Well, I could, um, I could bring you up a little bit closer so we can all see it or you could stay back yeah, that way. Here we go. <laughs> Oh, I don't there know. You go. I mean, it doesn't matter what distance. I'm just noticing it. Right. Um, 
Um, so, okay. So basically, like I said, I have different, you know, I kind of um, wear a few hats with what I do, but the foundational piece still has to do, it's still a mind, body, spirit approach. And it's very much about connecting in with finding peace in your body, with self-love, with learning about self-love um, and how to care for ourselves and um, addressing whatever kind of, you know, we also address the kind of the issues that are that are up for people as well, you know. So, um, you know, learning how to um care for ourselves and listen to our bodies, especially when we're in pain is a really powerful, is a really powerful tool. It does require, um, it does require a focus and it does require a willingness to slow down in order to tune in. And some of the tools that we work with, with that are uh, working with breath work. Breath work is kind of foundational, um, whether um, we're dealing with specific kind of, you know, physical issues that somebody might be dealing with, you know, different core dysfunctions or low back and hip pain, that kind of thing, digestive, you know, issues um, with recovering from depression or anxiety, um, you know, poor body image, um, wanting to really learn how to love yourself and be, be, have a healthy lifestyle even, um, with the dance movement, dance is such a powerful way to tap into our bodies. And again, we can be doing all these things with dance and still be disconnected from our bodies, you know, technically doing all these great things and looking great and having all this skill, but to really tap into, our feelings and allow um, again, those, those emotions to come through, allow ourselves to feel into the movement and, and actually allow that vibrate. There's a, there's, I mean, do you like to dance? Do you dance? I, I can, I don't use, <laughs> I, I don't usually, I'm good at it. I was, uh, I used to be a raver. So, I mean, I would be with, all the, right, glow, cool. with the glow sticks and all that stuff back in the yeah. day. That's a but, good marathon right there. Oh yeah, but I was usually high on drugs and sweating profusely and and probably <laughs> on the on the verge of a heart attack. But <laughs> that's a that's a different kind of dance therapy. But yeah. at the same time, so I'm, I'm going to bridge this with you just a little bit. But there was a reason why you were doing it, right? And so maybe you were doing it using drugs in that process. Obviously we're not using drugs. We're not using substances in that way, but there is an altered state that one goes into mm -hmm. in with the music, with the rhythm, with the movement, you know, that sweat is, that's awesome. Sweating, you know, all of that. Of course you want to make sure you hydrate as well with water. Um, but you know, the, the, this is just part of our human uh, legacy. We were designed by nature to go into these healing states, you know, we go, go into them through different, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. So um, Here, let, let, let's address these real quick so I can get them sure. off the screen. So Stacy, like they Price, came across something. 
Yeah, Stacy Price, she's um, actually does a show with Maria as well, and that's a really good one. Oh, okay. This is okay. I was yeah. wondering that's another name. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I've been there too, Sean. Like in my past relationships, I got used to the manipulation. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a definite thing right there. And then there's, here's a funny. I want to see Sean doing the Running Man. <laughs> well, I'm pretty good at the Roger Rabbit. <laughs> 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 these are dance. These are the healing dance moves. <laughs> yeah, these are if you grew if if you're in your 40s, you know you know what these dances are. Now I think they they've got these. I don't even know what they have now. I see them on TikTok, but I couldn't tell you what they are. There's a lot. There's a lot going on over there. Um, so basically, yeah, you know, we have healing states that we go into that we're designed to go into, and so. Um, you know, it's really just reclaiming that the fact that um, dance, movement, music, using the breath, you know, these are, these are ways to move into healing states, you know, and we do, we can do them with intention as well, where we're really focusing on tuning into our hearts, tuning into our spirits, learning to ground our bodies too, because um, whether we're talking about trauma um, and whatever different way, you know, or we can just say modern society also how we disconnect from our bodies. We get very stuck in our heads and that's, you know, look at the mental health epidemic, illness epidemic, it's too much, too much going on. Right. So coming into the body, but finding peace in our bodies, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And you touched on something that's really important and I didn't realize how important this actually was. Um, but with breathing, because most of us, breathe through our mouths and the actually the, the correct way to breathe, if I'm not mistaken. And I got this from a Joe Rogan podcast and he was talking to a, a breathing expert. Um, if you start breathing through your nose more often, like people that have um, like me, I have a, a deviated septum. So it's really hard for me to uh, get, that going, you know what I mean? It always sure. feels like it's constricted. He said, but yeah. if you constantly do it and you, and you manage to do it all the time, your nose will naturally just open up on its own. And so, yeah, that's really good. And I think, you know, that's why we have hair in our nose too. Is, is mm-hmm. to catch, it filters. Yeah. Filters out. It's a, well, we also have, you know, our lungs filter as well. We're, we're, we're just, I mean, our bodies are designed to support us. You know, the breathing through the nostrils, like the inhale is really important. You can in exhale or ex, exhale through the nose or the mouth. Actually, people say different things, you know, but think, um, you know, the, the, I mean, kind of like a inhale and an exhale through the nose or a relaxed mouth. Sometimes people want to, you know, like in the relaxing breathing, they'll try to go, you know, there's a time and a place you can do so many different kinds of breath work, but just in terms of kind of being able to access that, the way that we were kind of designed to breathe that is balancing for our nervous system so that we're not worrying, worrying, we're, you know, like that kind of nonstop brain chatter, mind chatter, and also feeling like we've always, we're always kind of like on the defensive or very distracted. We're very distracted society. That's all, those are all really strong signs of the nervous system really being out of balance. Um, cause we're not designed to always be like that. You know, we have to be that way for certain reasons to show up for life, to show up for survival and all those things, but the constant 
and the, you know, hypervigilance is another element of that. And those are all coping mechanisms, but out of balance, it was really hard to stay centered in our breath. And, and um, it affects us on so many levels, even physically with aches and pains, our immune systems, it just whittles away at the immune system. You know, this, this, uh, it, because it, it creates all this stress hormones in the body as well. Hmm. So it doesn't mean we never want to be on guard. We never, you know, it certainly doesn't mean don't, you know, move your body around, but it just means that being in that kind of grounded state and being in your breath, you know, reclaiming that because we start to shut down our breath at really young ages to cope. It's all coping. It all has its value, stress, trauma, whatever, you know, we're trying to cope with. And um, we start to kind of close down. That's also a way of closing the heart. Sometimes people, when they start to open up and start to learn to breathe again, so to speak, mm-hmm. it, it's an opening of the heart. You can get in touch with all kinds of feelings. Sometimes people cry. Sometimes, um, you know, the body shakes, can shake. That can happen with energy work as well. Uh, but it's like a releasing as well. It's a cleansing. It's a releasing of energy, emotions, um, toxins, physical toxins that are get stored. Um and, and it happens, it happens, it's male, female, everybody, you know, it's a human thing. Um, but again, it's all, it's all just coming back into a balance. You think, I mean, we are nature. So we look at nature and nature cycles too. They, there are cycles and it's a balance. It's, it's a movement, you know, it's a flow and, um, there are patterns in nature cycles, just like that. That's what we have. But w- when we want to just, we've, we're making all this fake stuff up and thinking that that's the way we're supposed to live. And it's making us sick and it's making the planet sick, you know? So all of these things are just reflecting all that imbalance and we can, we can come back to balance. If we even just following the blueprints kind of of how our de- bodies were designed mm-hmm. and, um, and, you know, and this is the perspective that I come from with the work, you know, and just recognizing that, you know, love is really, what kind of helps us to come into balance in our lives as well. And how we, how we learn to apply that to ourselves in our lives. It, it, it calms, it calms us, you know? Yeah. Well, when you show up with love, it's really hard to hate, right? When you are intentionally just not like I, when I think of love, I think of tolerance. I think of um, like just acceptance, you know, People, yeah, I may not, and that this podcast really has helped me a lot with that, you know, and being able to listen to other people, being able to um, hear different perspectives, some that maybe I may not even agree with, or mm-hmm. or you know, it may not even resonate with me, but I still give it the respect that it deserves. That you know, hey, that's your experience. That's yeah. you know where yeah that that's your experience in, in your, um, in your lane and, and, and how you're perceiving, um, whatever it is around you and who am I to, to impose on that? Right. You know, if that's how you feel and and that's, you know, what's, you know, good for you and, and good for your family and good for your life, then there's, you know, really, what do I have to say about it? You know, thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll take a, you know, maybe I'll take a look at that and, and, and maybe I'll even, implement it you know mm-hmm. if, if if i get to a point where i'm i'm stuck and don't understand you or, or can't figure out where to go 
Yeah. Uh, anybody out there that's watching or listening right now, if you want, uh, feel free to drop some questions, uh, for Morgan in the comments. Maria, Stacy, I know this, this is Maria for sure. I know this, this is right in your lane of what you do and, and holistic health and, and all the things that you're involved in. I should, I should actually, uh, hook you up with her to put you on and get you on her show. Cool. Morgan, she's, uh, definitely a good person to talk to. Cool. So yeah, it's uh, it sounds like you know you you've you've got it pretty pretty well um, oiled there. Uh, what with everything that always you're learning? Yeah, yeah. With, with everything that you're seeing now in society, with you know every all the things that are happening and people that are being kind of you know forced to stay away from other people and 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 the traumas that that or or not even trauma is just the dysfunctionality of maybe a, a bad relationship or a bad marriage that you can't really get out of. And, you know, maybe going to work was your only escape or going to, if you're a kid, maybe going to school was your only reprieve from that abusive household or that, um, you know, person that, that made you feel like crap or verbally abused you at home or, or whatever. I mean, a lot of that is just, uh, prevalent right now. Right. Yeah, everything's intensified. So, how do you what what do you see for the future? Um, do you like how 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 do you think this is all going to shape out shake out in, in terms of that? Like, we don't know what's going to happen with the with the lockdowns and you know when everything's going to go to normal. But I mean, I'm I'm thinking you know when it does actually come to fruition or come back around to maybe we may start seeing some, some semblance of, of normalcy, whatever that looks like or whatever, whatever that word even means anymore. Right. (laughs) Um, so yeah. Uh, Maria's got another thing. I may have missed this part, but what inspired you to get into this focus? Well, um, yeah, great question. I mean, so again, you know, my, sure, there's my own story of needing to heal and knowing that um, I really wasn't, I really wasn't going to make it if I didn't heal myself and I didn't heal the pain in my own heart and how it was manifesting in my own body at a very, you know, young age, like probably really stuff was showing itself um, by 19 in my early twenties or so. Um, so I, I always had, you know, felt a calling towards healing. I was just kind of born with it, you know, that calling and that sensitivity. Um, but I think, you know, the urgency of my own need to heal the wounded healer, you know, healer, heal thyself. And really um, it sensitized me to um, other people as well. And what other people, you know, just feeling people, you know, caring about that and, and knowing that as I kept doing my own healing, healing myself as well and doing my studies um, and working with people, it was all concurrently happening, really, you know. Um, but I would say my kind of turning point was in my early mid 20s when I was like, I can't take this anymore. I have to heal myself, you know. And of course, that work continues. But that was kind of that was my wake up call. So my wake up call to get deeper into studying. supporting others to heal was concurrent with my own healing process. And I had to focus on myself first to even get to a place where I could start to, you know, support others, you know? Um, But yeah, it was definitely stemmed out of my own 
that own process. And it just kind of, um, it just kind of evolved. I mean, trauma is part of what I work with. You know, I mean, again, it's that separation from spirit, separation from the self, you know, and so much of it stems back to that in some way, whether people even know or not, you know, I'm not always going to use that word with every single person either, because um, they kind of have to come to that on their own. And they may never really resonate with that particular word too. You know, you're just like maybe going in where they're knowing that they want to heal something and they know something needs to change. And so you kind of let that evolve and open up to, um, you know, them just feeling more connected to themselves and uh, more loving and more able to care for themselves. Um, so I think that, yeah, I was just, um, it just kind of kept opening up, you know. So even, you know, whatever I was working with, I was always looking for the deeper reasons, um, whether it was doing body work, breath work, energy work, um, dance movement, teaching dance, performing, everything is about healing to me, you know, um, and fitness, doing fitness training, all of it, you know. Yeah. And, and one thing I want to say too, is that not everything, not everybody experiences childhood trauma. Yeah. Everybody's Um, got different stories. Yeah. You know, I know sometimes it it seems like a blanket statement when you talk about trauma and like I'm in some recovery rooms and, you know, I've, I've put some stuff up and people like, well, what about the ones that don't, I never had any childhood trauma. I said, yeah, you, you probably haven't, but I mean, you know, that doesn't mean that it didn't happen later on or, and there's all, and there's also too generational trauma that Mm -hmm. people don't, that people really don't even think about. Um, and I have an episode about that, uh, with a guy that, that deals with it. And I didn't, I didn't understand it. And, you know, I'd heard it before and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it makes a lot of sense when you think about, um, you know, let's just take, let's just take birds, for example, let's take ducks. All right. How do they know how to go when nobody's ever told them how to go from, you know, the north to the south to wherever it is that they do? How do they know how to do these things automatically? Well, it's in, it's ingrained in their DNA, right? Mm-hmm. It gets implanted mm-hmm. there and it's almost like that blueprint. I mean, yeah. we have, we, I mean, we're living beings as well. Um, and we all kind of have the same sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So if, let's say, you know, maybe you're, father or grandfather or mother or grandmother experienced some sort of um, like horrific event. Like maybe they were, um, I don't know. I don't want to like name any event that's, you know, could, but just, just, you know, no, my mom, my mom grew up in world war two in London. That was very traumatic, you know? And so like, did she have something that she experienced that showed up um, in you at some point or. Yeah. Well, we have an intense family. (laughs) She, she was evacuated like countless times. She was in bomb shelters with the bombs going out. And, and um, I think, you know, there's that interesting combination of spiritual gifts and heightened sensitivity and psychic gifts and the ability to move in different dimensions and that, that, it makes for a very sensitive nervous system anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be a very sensitive body as well. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I can, I can recognize where I, I mean, I've done a, I mean, basically um, 
so, okay. One, I remember when I was in my twenties, one thing people used to, that knew me would sp- say they had this term for this place that they knew that I would go to. I could go too easily because my nervous system was so sensitive, like, or so on edge. You know, we talk about that. It was called the place of hysteria. You know, I just kind of lose it, you know, and it was, and the mental illness. I mean, sure. The mental illness. I mean, I've walked to the other side of these things now, but that's been work, you know, layers and layers of work. So um, yeah, that, you know, stuff like panic attacks. And um, I mean, they're sure that's connected to my own, this lifetime as well experiences, but absolutely I can, I can um, recognize some of those traits being passed on, you know, feeling them in, in myself to heal. Um, And I'm, I'm aware of my own past lineages and I've done a lot of spiritual work too, in terms of working with my ancestors and such too. So um, kind of recognizing that these these things uh, are passed on. I mean, deep spiritual work is a whole other, I mean, it's not a whole other, it's all connected, honestly, but um, not everybody is necessarily going to resonate with that, but that's kind of foundational to what I do is, is spiritual work. Yeah. yeah you know, um, panic attacks are no fun. I've had a couple and terrible. Uh, and I think now is anxiety similar to that or is it a little bit different? Um, yeah, I mean, panic attack is kind of like an acute, it, like acute, really heightened out of control anxiety, where you just have, you know, no control. I mean, people, I never, I don't think I ever went to that kind of hyperventilating place. But I've had, uh, again, in my past attacks where I mean, I literally just started vomiting. I mean, I was just, it was just pure and utter terror. And nowhere to go in my body, no peace, no place to find any peace, you know. Um, but I know it, it can look different ways. You can get disoriented. You can break out into sweats. So that's really kind of a severe, acute type of anxiety, like hit, like an anxiety attack is like a panic mm-hmm. attack, mm-hmm. you know. It's just not. And it's, some anxiety is like it just it's just low. It just keeps going. It's just always there, you know. Yeah. It, yeah, it yeah. depends on the person, you know. Yeah, my uh my ex-wife, she uh she suffered from that and like literally it was, you know, we could be driving in the car and all of a sudden th- you know she'll go quiet and look pale and just not talk and just be frozen. And it's like and when you're when you're on the other side of that and don't understand yeah. it it can be I mean I I I wasn't very supportive because I didn't understand. And then when you don't understand, sometimes you yeah. get scared, right? Yeah, absolutely. And scary. Then it's, yeah. And then you're just like, what, what stop, we, what, you know what I mean? And then you're just making mm-hmm. it worse. Really. You're just making it worse for them. Let, instead of letting them, um, you know, get through it, you know, cause obviously if somebody is suffering from that and they have been for, you know, years in their life, they know what they need to do to get through that. I would imagine, um, you know, so yeah, it's uh really you gotta you gotta understand you know who you're with and 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 that just because you don't understand something um, doesn't mean that it's not real to somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we all have our stories, and really, I mean, I I just really believe in supporting people to kind of like pr- hold the space to kind of help 
to bridge them to bridge back to themselves. So kind of be like a, a bridge, so to speak. So they can find, yeah, exactly layers. And it is very, it's, 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 it's diligence, you know? Um, yeah. Um, and people, you know, don't always have the tools or the perspective to see, yes, dealing with trauma take, takes layers of work, mind, body, spirit. Exactly. And, you know, kind of like just dealing with one layer or dealing with one facet of the self is not necessarily getting to the root. And I, where I come from, I really believe that we can heal, but we really will not heal unless we are taking self-responsibility. We are learning self-care. We are learning self-love. We are not giving our power away. We are being supported by others and guided and, you know, trained or taught in all kinds of ways. But just, you know, we have been kind of given our power away, even to caregivers or the system, you know, and I really think that it's ultimately self-ownership. Yeah, social anxiety as well. Yeah, these things can just go on and on and they can actually become a part of a person's identity and they don't know how to separate themselves from it and see, Oh, this is, this is part of the illness and I can start to heal the illness. I can learn ways to heal. And people have different perspectives on things. I, I, like I said, I come from this perspective that we can, we can heal, but you know what? People have to go where they feel the resonance with what somebody's saying or not, you know? And I I really believe that it, in our healing process is a very personal process, you know? Yeah. And, also, and it is getting to know yourself better, becoming more and more of who you are. Yeah, absolutely. And having conversations like this out in the open where it sort of takes away the stigma of it and gets people used to hearing other, other folks that you may not even think would even talk about stuff like this. Um, you know, and, and when we see other people doing things and we see other people talking about it, sometimes it gives them permission to feel okay to talk about it too. Yes, absolutely. It's so important to have, you know, kindred spirits, people around you and they don't, it's not even like anybody has to have necessarily had the same experience. I mean, it's great when we can reflect back or, you know, or mirror or, you know, whatever, just have kindred spirits, but like just having compassion for somebody, just literally like just being there with them, like as they are in their feelings or they, you know, it's just being a loving person around somebody who's going through something hard. You mean, we can't, we can't decide somebody else's path for them, but just not being isolated. And in that way of having nobody to, I don't know, kind of feel like there's nobody on your side. Mm-hmm. Um, the truth is, I, I believe that we are not alone spiritually, that we're always surrounded by by love and that we are, we have a divine, divine teams with us. We have a higher power and we can work with that. Um, that's always where I'm going to come from too, is that, is that um, again, that's a personal journey and that is your own personal relationship with however you relate to that. Um, but that's where I come from when I'm working with people that that's, you know, so they get to, again, always decide what resonates if I working with me resonates or not, you know, 
I respect everybody's own process to choose whatever feels right for them because that's their sacred, that's their sacred process, you know? So what, so what's your, so what's your process? So let's just say somebody's listening and they're like, you know, I like, I dig what she's saying and I want to, and I want to connect with, with Morgan. Um, do you have a, an introductory type, you know, like, Hey, let's see if let's, let's have a chat and see if we connect, see if, you know, we, we are on the same wavelength. Um, like how does that process work? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I offer a, a 20 minute free consultation just to, connect. And, um, I have a website also morgandene.com, you know, to be able to look at and see the different things that I work with again. Um, I mean, I have worked with people just literally focusing on, um, reclaiming their lives and who are in literally active in their mental health recovery, not somebody who's in, in crisis who, you know, but somebody who's literally, focused on, they want to, they're going to, they're doing the healing work. They're going to do the healing work. Um, but I do a lot of the things that I work with are with body, you know, movement and fitness and dance. And, you know, so, you know, taking a look at my website is great. Um, but yeah, a 20 minute consultation. I also have some, you know, virtual classes that I offer that can kind of give you an idea of, and there'll be more too. I'm kind of, you know, I'm in that process of, well, figuring out some of this virtual stuff as well, even though I've been working with people one-to-one since 2013, um, there's a lot to learn, you know, and forgetting, uh, you know, everything virtual. <laughs> yeah, well, build, building your audience is really what you're talking about. Getting yeah. an audience, getting a following. I mean, you got a pretty good Instagram following. Um, and like I said, you got morgandene.com down there. That is not in the description. So if you're interested, um, I didn't see your, your website on my stuff or else I would have thrown that in there. Thanks um, for sharing. Yeah. Sharing. You got that. Then you also got her Instagram, uh, morgandene wellness. Uh, she has another Instagram as well, which is, uh, Gaia dancer. Morgan I'm, I'm going to close that one up. I think in the next. Yeah. I've decided in this new moon energy too, that's going to keep with Morgan Denae wellness. Well, yeah, that one's doing a lot better as far as far as followers anyways, I think. It's just that I, I don't, I, you know, focusing on you know, you, I want to bring it all in so that I can focus, you know? Yeah. I know. I know exactly what you mean. There's, there's so many apps. There's so many social media platforms. There's, it's, there's just way too much. If you're going to try and be across, you have to focus, every, right? Yeah. If you're going to be across every platform, you're going to be, you're going to be spending 10% of your time on each one and everything's going to go really slow. You know? I mean, I know people hire people to do that. So I guess that's probably where it's, it's functional when you are at that place where you're hiring a team or whatever, one person who, you know, probably a millennial that's just like, blah, 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 you know, doing all, you know, the things that they do. They're so amazing. Um, but yeah, so I just realized, okay, well, let's just bring, let's bring this in. Cause I really am not focusing on that so much right now. Because I'm focusing on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, sure. Yeah. And then there's our LinkedIn there. That'll be, that's in the description as well. And then you also, I put a link to the, um, your, uh, dancing meditations, your YouTube, uh, video. Oh, yeah. That's okay. also in there. So yeah, there's plenty of places to find Morgan Janae. Um, go ahead and, uh, we're at 53. So go ahead and, uh, and let everybody know anything else that, that I didn't get to, uh, as we close this out. Okay. Sure. 
Yeah. So, um, I mean, checking out the website is good because then you really kind of can see there's a lot going on. If you look in my Instagram bio, Morgan Denae Wellness, and my link tree, I've got some other links. So I know websites can kind of be overwhelming sometimes when you just go in there. Um, but I've also got some, you know, links in the bio that you can, you know, I've got a little section on um, where you can see the online virtual classes, e-course. Um, you can, I've got links to specific things in the website to my own recovery story, dance therapy, the core recovery. I work with um, rehab to to strength with that as well. Cause you know, our working with our, our cores is a really profound thing. Um, there are a lot of people who have a lot of different issues with their bellies and their cores. Um, and I work in this whole area and hip mobility, low back pain, those kinds of things as well. And we, we can store a lot of emotion and a lot of, uh, a lot of pain, emotional pain, as well as physical pain in these areas. So coming into health is really uh, possible. And, th- and that also affects our mental health, the mind and the, 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 the mind gut connection is very connected in with our nervous system. These things are all very interwoven. So if you're dealing with other kind of physical issues like that, um, just know that taking care of your physical health and addressing these things is really, really important for our mental health as well. They kind of work one with the other. We're not separate. We're not really these segments. We're really interconnected, all of us. We're, we're pretty amazing. We're really kind of like miracles, each one of us, you know, the way we're designed. Yeah, we're definitely uh, resilient, that's for sure. And we, adapt, we are. <laughs> we, we, we adapt to things rather, rather, uh, quickly, uh, when, when need be. Uh, and, and yeah. dealing with inflammation too is also important. <coughs> yeah, that's a part of it. Inflammation yeah. is a real reflection. Uh, it's very connected. It impacts our immune system and vice versa. And trauma is another way that it can show up big time inflammation in our, in our bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. another thing to take a look at. And I love Linktree. Linktree is yeah, it's great. Is an amazing tool. Is it's almost like an it's almost like an e an e resume if you do it right. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because you can put all your accomplishments, anything that you like in 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 order of what you how you want people to to see you. So I love yeah. it. I have I have a link tree as well. And I wish I would have known what yours was. I could probably throw it up here real quick. Uh what is it? Link linktr.e forward slash Morgan Danae. Um Morgan Danae Wellness. But that's interesting. I have never done that. I've only had it in Instagram, my Instagram um profile. Oh, that's a link in. Is that is that your link in? Oh no, no my link tree okay. is a is a it's a link that I put in my Instagram profile. But I didn't know you can I never thought about you putting it up on screens and other places. More I see than... you have link tree here too. Nowhere to go better. Yeah, I do. And it has like all my stuff um that I want people to see and usually when I um am scheduling stuff. Is that right? Right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so usually when I'm scheduling stuff or, or I'll, t- I'll be talking to somebody and they'll go, Hey, uh, I'd love to, to be on your show or, you know, know more about you. I just direct them to my link tree. And if they want to, you know, after you see everything that I'm about and what I'm doing, there's a book 
uh, book a guest spot tab there. Go ahead and do that, and then uh, we'll go from there. And so it really takes a lot of the explanation out of it and and making – you know because a lot of times when you're trying to explain something to somebody, they feel like they're on the spot and will have to tell you, oh, I give you an answer. And it's like, mm. no, 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 don't even worry about it, man. Take a look Think at true. it. <laughs> yeah, take take a look at it. If it if it resonates with you, then we can go from there. If not, don't know. Exactly, hard. absolutely. There are so much to choose from. You got to mm-hmm. just go where you feel called to. I mean, thank God, thank God. Yes, mm-hmm. I followed where I was called to. It saved my life. You know, you. I really believe that the souls that we're meant to to work with will will find each other. I mean, we have to do the work to put ourselves out there in such uh, um, that level. But it's not, it's not a desperate thing. It's not a, I don't, you know, it's not like pressuring people or like, you know, manipulating them. It's like, yeah, I mean, this is it. And if you have questions or let me try to put, you know, put things out there for you to understand and, you know, follow your heart. Exactly. I just plant seeds, man. Yeah, I plant, I, I plant seeds politely and, you know, if they take, they take. And yeah. you know, usually what ends up happening is I may plant a seed and, one of their somebody's friends may you know say the same thing or something similar to it and they're like oh wait a minute i heard that from from whatever and then it it puts like a bookmark in that that thing and then the next person that they hear it from they're like okay now i need to check this out because that's a third person yeah that's a third person i've heard the same kind of thing from so let me let me do a little bit more research on this and see where it leads me yeah exactly all right. Well, that's awesome. And I appreciate you coming out this evening and hanging out with me and sharing your uh, wisdom and strength and story with my listeners and the audience. Yeah. Thank and you. Thank you very much, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. No, no worries. We're going to go ahead and uh, get out of here. I'm going to pull us out. We're going to do the, uh, do the exit and then I'll talk to you in a minute back in the uh, green room. Okay. All right. All right. See ya. All right. That was awesome. Uh, thank you, Morgan Tanay, for uh, sharing everything with us this evening. Um, this is Friday. If you guys are in an area where you can actually be doing something like going out to dinner, hmm, that's a strange thing. We don't get to do that much here in California unless you want to eat outside in the cold. Um, I, I'm envious and I admire and, and, and I'm jealous because I would so like to be uh, hanging out somewhere with a lot of people. Um, but that's just not possible and it's not safe right now. So go figure. Uh, but anyways, um, that's, we had a packed week this week. Uh, I think I had four live streams every night, uh, two, uh, two of them actually, uh, one night. So yeah, there's a lot to choose from, uh, in the, in, in my catalog now. So yeah, thank you. If you're a listener, if you're part of the audience, if you support the show, thank you very much. Um, I definitely appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to talking to more people and bringing more um, information to you as listeners in the audience. So with that, uh, I'm going to sign off and sign out. Enjoy your weekend. See ya. You've been listening to the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. Sean is a single dad, a union blue collar guy, and he spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. When he was released from prison in 2006, all he had was the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and some paperwork. 
Since then, he's turned his life around and shares the struggles and successes on this podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you were moved to connect to the show. Book a guest spot. For merch, Patreon, PayPal, and social media links, go to linktr.ee slash nowhere to go but up. On Instagram at nowhere to go but up now. On Twitter at but up now. On the YouTube channel at nowhere to go but up podcast. See you next time.